you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Master Plan Podcast. Whew, the Masters just finished. NBA playoffs are starting. NHL playoffs are starting. The NFL draft is coming up and the MLB season has just started. I think, Connor, I'm officially declaring the month of April every year to be the sports extravaganza month. I think no month has it like the month of April does. I just think the month of April is completely different because it it's so many different sports literally at their peak or at like their most interesting points. My take, my take. Um, all right, today we're talking about the NBA. We're talking about the playoff, play-in games, excuse me. Uh, not quite the playoffs yet. We're going to talk about both conferences, talk about all eight teams as they head into their, you know, very important matchups. Connor, we're going to start from the East, and let's start off with the Heat versus the Hawks. The winner of this game will play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Who do you see winning this matchup? And, and you know, it's one game, obviously. So who do you see winning? And what's your evaluation of their chances versus the Bucks? There was a lot of seeding stuff that happened here. Really, the Heat were expected to jump the Nets, especially after the trade deadline. Then you get to the big Heat-Nets matchup that would have kind of decided it, and the Heat got obliterated. And then you get to another big Heat matchup versus the Knicks, where, like, the Nets just lost two, Heat have a chance to make ground, Heat get obliterated. Um, and, and that's a thing you saw from the Heat overall this year is, hey, they beat the under 500 teams. They're better than most at beating the under 500 teams. Because, I mean, in your conference, you have Bucks, Wizards, Magic Hornets, who are all under 500 teams. I think the Hawks are just at 500. And, and they've done well to pad their, pad their record by not having as bad losses that some better teams may have. Um, and then anytime they go in a big game against a, a, a solid team or a healthy team, they get beat. Um, <laughs> They've done a very good job at locking up the Hawks this year, especially Trey Young has played poorly in all matchups with the Heat. Um, so in this matchup, uh, you can definitely lean the Heat. I'd say the Heat are favorites. Mm -hmm. But we've seen Trey Young in the playoffs before. And, and, and obviously Jimmy Butler gets talked about for the playoffs. We also saw a Jimmy Butler year where he got outscored by Bryn Forbes in a series. Uh, as the one option on this heat just two years ago. And, and Trey Young had that incredible run last season. They didn't have the team success, but Trey Young still put up the stats in the playoffs. He's just someone that we've known can come up huge in some of these games. Um, when Jimmy Butler has some of those moments, but he really doesn't have that many. Um, 
I think uh, one big component of those Hawks matchups, if you look back on them, um, is you did not see uh, Bam Adebayo once have to go against a rim-protecting good-sized center. That was something that he he's kind of struggled with all all, all season, really. Um, it, it's one of those things where you see, hey, Bam Adebayo, this guy can put up put up. 30 points against an Anyeka Akangwu that he that he started against for most of those matchups. Um, but once he gets to, like you saw it in the playoffs last year, uh, when Rob Williams was out, this guy was averaging 24 um, in that Celtics Heat series. And in the three games Rob Williams plays, he had like single digits. Um, so, so you're going to see a healthy Clint Capella. You're going to see Trey Young who's had big moments in the playoffs. And, and this team's been better. The second half of the year, Quinn Snyder is obviously a much much better coach than McMillan. Um, but you also in moments where like, can you really trust this this Hawks team? You see them just lose games they should win consistently. You see Trey Young have horrible games every now and then. John Collins do nothing. Detroit Murray do nothing in games. It, it's just been such a weird roster with with things click. This team's kind of deadly, but things that haven't clicked at all. Um, and it feels like whoever wins this game should be the swept or beaten five by the Celtics. Whoever loses this game, if they make the playoffs, will probably be swept or beaten five by the Bucks. I don't right. think there's really that much kind of stare for these top seeds of this plane. Right, and yes. And I'm I, and going to I... lean the Hawks for this, for this game just because I think they can have those performances where guys just come up big in a moment like this make the playoffs and still some confidence going into next season. Obviously, you got to get, lose in the first round whoever you play. Um, <laughs> right, right. And that like, just haven't, haven't sucked it. Right, and I agree. I think that the Hawks are probably the, uh, the more explosive team when it comes into the playoffs. And I think that if there's going to be one player who's going to – like if because it, it's a one game, you know, it's, it's only one game. So if, I think the Hawks are probably more likely to come out and just win – Right, Trey Young's gonna just have a good game. Then the Heat, you know, collectively have a good game as a team. Um, but I definitely think that the Heat definitely can win this game. I I probably think that whichever of these teams wins face the Celtics, I think the Celtics probably would rather face the Hawks, just because I think the Heat can sometimes give the Celtics a little bit of trouble. But I think I don't think it matters either way. But I think regard. Regardless, I think the Celtics win in four or five, as you said. Yeah, the Heat gave the Celtics trouble in that two-game back-to-back thing they did where the Celtics won that first matchup or whatever, and they lost the second. And in the matchup they lost, the Celtics didn't play. Let's see here. The Celtics didn't play Brogdon, Rob, especially Rob for any band matchup. Who put up 28 that game. Uh, Cornette was playing minutes. It, like it, it's just like they they haven't shown enough. Where uh, another matchup, no Brown, no Brogdon. Like like it, it, they just haven't shown anything to me to say that they they were a good team last year. They lost probably your best gritty player in PJ Tucker. They still haven't filled that hole at power forward. Um, Hero is now just being targeted by offenses now that he's in the starting lineup. Um, Bam has not taken a jump he wanted up and as, as good as you'd hope. Kyle Lowry's been awful. 
Max Struess hasn't lived up to where you thought he would after last playoff run, and, and their depth is horrible. So, so the, there's nothing on this Heat team. This is not the same team as last year. Just like this is not the same Celtics team as last year. It's no, we better. Same. Yeah, I mean, they, they added much-needed bench depth, which they didn't have last year. Uh, but this is not the same. Like, and Nets team is a lot of teams are different. You can't just use last year's, oh, they were shot in the way of making, shot away from making the finals as an argument for them to maybe. No, no, and, and, and I'm not, and, and I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying, you know, the Hawks are, they are, they are well coached, and, or excuse me, the Heat. Um, all right. Now, the lose of this matchup, Heat Hawks, plays Raptors Bulls. Uh, do you see the loser of the Heat Hawks beating the winner of the Raptors Bulls? Um, the Raptors, I, I think the Bulls beat the Raptors. I think the Raptors, first, Nick Nurse is out. Uh, I think that's a given. I think the players have given up. I think clearly the, this kind of uh, trio of power forwards that they like to play just doesn't work. Um, so you're definitely going to have to have to move on from from Siakam or, or make Scotty Burns come off the bench. Just this lack of shooting does not work in it, and it's clear as day to everyone um, where they have so many big wings. And, and big wings have, have won teams' championships in the last decade, and you can look back and see that. But if none of them can shoot and, and none of them provide that much more than others, where, like, hey, Fred Van Vliet has a bad shooting game, you've got nothing else. So Gary Trent has a bad shooting game, you've got nothing else teams just clog the pain against you. I mean, Scotty Burns is being guarded like a like a center when he takes the ball at the top of the key because no one's afraid of his shot, uh, which is really disappointing. Uh, I thought he'd have a much better second season. But this is just a team that it feels like they've given up. It feels like Van Vliet's probably gone. Trent might be gone. Nick Nurse is definitely gone. And they might also have to trade one of their um, stars in, in possibly Siakam maybe an OG and an OB. It seems like this team's going full rebuild, and that rebuild's around Scotty Bones, so maybe they'd rather sit back at the lottery as well. Um, and the Bulls have had, like, the second-best defense since the trade deadline. Um, all they did was add Patrick Beverly, uh, which I guess is enough to, to, to bring them solid defense. Mm-hmm. But he's actually been pretty solid for them. Um, but Alex Caruso is one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Um and you've gotten some good minutes from other guys um, that I think this team could definitely definitely make the playoffs as the eighth seed. Um, whether they, I mean, it was the same question last year, whether they can give the Bucks a run. Probably not. Um, they didn't just beat the Bucks recently. Um, they beat them a few times this year, but it's not like, yeah, playoffs come around. Everyone's going as hard as they can. I, I, I don't think the team can beat the Bucks. I don't think the Hawks or the Heat can beat the Bucks. Um, so, so much less so than that Western Conference, where it feels a lot more up for grabs. This Eastern Conference feels like, yeah, you're competing again in the playoffs, and you're going to lose to the two best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think I think you're right. I, I I don't see the Eastern Conference playing games or playing teams being very competitive uh for the sake of this episode connor i'll 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 go hawks and heat coming out of it um let's say the hawks play the celtics and the heat play the bucks and 
let's just go with that. I mean, unless you feel differently. Once again, the thing with Heat Bucks, since you look back two years ago, Heat Bucks played in the first round. People like, oh, he could be a sneaky upset. The most picked upset, I think, this was the year the Bucks won it all. The most picked upset was Heat over Bucks. Uh, and, and Jimmy Butler got outscored by Bryn Forbes, who was playing <laughs> 15 minutes off the bench for the Bucks. LOL. It's, so it's just like, yeah, okay. Um, That's funny, Connor. You know what? That's funny. All right. Let's go to the Western Conference, and this is where you told me everything is happening that's crazy. Uh, and based on just, Draymond Green's uh, you know, reaction on Twitter to Rudy Gobert, I can tell things are getting that crazy. Funny. That was, that really was funny. very funny. Yeah, I, because he just quoted what Rudy Gobert tweeted when he punched Jordan Poole in preseason. Right. I mean, it's so just – it's just um, – I love, you know, Draymond Green's just so funny. Like, he's he's such a good personality. Uh, he's probably going to end up in the booth one day, which would be sick. Um, so yeah, He's, he's going to be a TNT. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, he'll take over for Charles Barkley once Charles Barkley gets fired for saying something stupid. Um, or if he ever going does. Into, going into yesterday, though, the whole um, Easter Conference playoffs were set. There could have been no changes uh, Raptors couldn't jump the Hawks. He couldn't jump in. No one could jump down. Uh, it was locked. Um, and then, and that was the one o'clock slate. And then you get to the three thirty games, and there were like over a hundred different outcomes of where teams could be placed from seeds five to nine. Um, seeds one through four were locked. Seed ten, OKC was locked. And then you had a mess. We're going in. It was Clippers at five. Warriors at six, um, I think it was Lakers at seven, Pelicans at eight, Timberwolves at nine, and then you go into the games, and, and, and right, Golden State blew out Portland easy. You're expecting them to be the five or the six seed. They locked in a secure playoff spot. Lakers um, actually had it close with the Jazz, where Lakers could have dropped to eight. Um, by losing that, but they did end up pulling it up. Um, LeBron James crowned himself for, for after putting a dagger three against the Jazz, who had um, 18 players out with injury, I think, but but he really crowned himself for, for winning that game against a... Uh, w, Connor! W, big W. That's what King James does. That's what King James does. He takes, he takes only Ws, Connor. You should know this. Narcissism is strong at that point. Um, and then you came into these two games where at halftime, Pelicans, uh, first we're talking about the, the Suns had a commanding lead on the Clippers uh, a decent lead, like five or six points. It wasn't commanding. Um, but then the Clippers look over at the Timberwolves Pelicans game and they're like, oh, the Pelicans are winning. So we kind of got to win this because. If the Pelicans win and we lose, we drop into the play-in to play the Lakers <laughs> and, and don't secure the, the spot. So we'll, we'll take the Suns round one oh well and win this um, just to be safe. And, and, and then late in that game, you, you look back at the scorecard and, and there's this funny clip where Tyler's talking to one of his assistants. Tyler's like, hey, what's the score of the other game? He's like, the Timberwolves are up one now. And Tyler's like, oh, shit. Should we tank? And it was a decision where they were like up. It was like a, a close game. Clippers were just up by a couple at that point with five minutes left. And, and Ty Lue's like, it's a one-point game, so the Pelicans could lose, but we could take this to drop to six and not play the Suns. Uh, they ended up taking a safe route, winning, 
Um, though if they did lose that game, they would have gotten the six seed because the, the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards heroics at the end ended up winning. Hey, Connor, listen, listen. The game of the day. Listen, crazy things happen. So let's talk about it then. Let's talk. We got four playing teams. Um, the Lakers versus Timberwolves is our first well, matchup. We got to talk about the last game of yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. The Pelicans, after the first quarter, blew out the Timberwolves, and by half they had a 10 point lead. Um, the cause of this was Rudy Gobert got injured earlier, came back got mad, threw a punch at Kyle Anderson, who was calling him a bitch or something, got <laughs> sent home for the day, got sent home after halftime. Then going into the halftime locker after this whole debacle went down, down 15, Jaden McDaniels punches a wall. Breaks his hand. Breaks his hand and is out for the rest of the season. Uh, so now you're going into the second half, you lost the center, your max, your highest paid player is maxed center. In, in Rudy Gobert, you lost your best defender, probably all defensive team forward in Jalen McDaniels, and you're running with guys like Nathan Knight, um, Wendell Moore played some minutes, Nikhil Alexander, well, guys you wouldn't normally play um, around around your, your core with Anthony Adams, Mike Conley, Carl Anthony Towns, down by 15, drop to the ninth seed, and, and have to win two games to make the playoffs. And this team somehow comes back and wins this game. Um, it's crazy. Just so weird how this game went down. And, and now, going to the next game, Rudy Gobert is not traveling with the team. He got suspended a game. Um, Jaden McDaniels broke his hand out for the season. <laughs> so now you're going into L.A. Um, without your two probably best defenders, without your backup center who, who broke his wrist a few weeks ago and now his read has been having a great season, who will be out for the rest of the year. So now you're missing your three kind of your front court there outside of towns, um, your power forward and that two centers. Um, so you're rocking with small ball. It'll probably be Kyla Anderson running the center. Or I guess small the small center ball for a team that doesn't run small ball ever. <laughs> yeah, small ball for the biggest team, one of the biggest teams in the current game. Um, your backup center is Luca Goza at this point. Uh, which he might be on a two-way, so I don't know if he's available. Um, I just saw he put up a 50-point, 20-rebound game or something in the G League, which is sick for him. Um, but I don't. I think he might be on a two-way, which wouldn't make him eligible. Hey, listen, man. He's he listen. He's he's got the Iowa dog in him, though. He can do it. He can do it. Yeah, he's on a two-way, so he can't play in this game. Oh, so, never mind. So your size is looking like uh, with no Gobert, no McDaniels, you're going to have Cat, who's a, who's about seven foot center, but he plays much smaller. Uh, we know this, it's Cat. Uh, then you have Nathan Knight, um, who played some minutes, looked bad, but got a sick block uh, on McCollum, I think it was. Might have been Brandon Ingram, got a sick block last night, um, but looked bad for the most part. The 6'10 forward. Um, out of William and Mary. Um, interesting. And then you have Kyle Anderson, Slumbo, who, who's not a center, and he can't play center. And, and, and behind that, you have Tory and Prince. So, Connor, so my question no is, size. my question is, did Adam Silver rig this for the Lakers to win? <laughs> Seems like it. Uh, I, I mean, 
the players getting injured can't be rigged. No, no, I know, I know. I'm, I'm they're playing can't be rigged. I know, I know. That bad towards the end of that last game, but like the Rudy Gobert suspension is something, especially when you're going against a team with Anthony Davis, who has been dominant as of late, right. especially against centers. And in the minutes that Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert got hurt in their last matchup, it was like a week ago, a week and a half ago, whatever. In, in that matchup. Woody Gobert got hurt midway through the third or whatever. After Woody Gobert got hurt, Anthony Davis put up like 24 points and 10 rebounds of his 38 and 17, whatever it was. He put up way over half his points in in one quarter because Woody Gobert got hurt. Right. Uh, And now you're looking at this, and and I think they had Nas Reed for that game too, so you don't even have Nas Reed to throw in there. So now you're looking at Anthony Davis in there with much smaller guys. and it can be up to Anthony Davis to just dominate this game like he has in the past. And there's also some games where he no-shows. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, uh, I, you know, personally, I think that the Lakers, I mean, it's a home game. They're, they've got a lot of things going their way. Right. They've got a lot of things going their way in terms of things that are just going on with the Timberwolves. Uh, and, and I personally think the Lakers are going to come away and win this one. I just – Yeah, it, 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 it's it, it will be hard for you to lose this game. Uh, right. When LeBron is taking, you're taking away their quote unquote LeBron stopper, their guy in in Jay McDaniels, who's their best perimeter defender, their best wing defender. You mm-hmm. take away Rudy Gobert, who's your only answer for Anthony Davis. Now you have two superstars going against you who don't really have guys defending them. Um, probably Tony Prince would take the LeBron matchup. Maybe Kyle Anderson takes the AD matchup. I don't even know. Um, but it's going to be weird, um, and, and their bench depth is non-existent at this point. Um, so it's going to be a very odd game for the Timberwolves and the Lakers. Sure yeah, do you think the Lakers play. have a shot at beating the Grizzlies in the seven-game series? Um, you know, if you asked me before last week, I would have said no. Uh, but the Grizzlies just had news that Steve Adams will not be back this season. Oh, wow. And, That's and big. He's your rock. He's your guy down low um, that has been so good. Uh, he's and, been good his entire good. career. And he's just a really good – best offensive rebounder in the league probably. And he's all, he, he seems like he's way older than 29. He's only 29, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. It feels like he's been here well, forever. He, he came in really young uh, with those OKC teams – where Durant and Westbrook already established MVP, then he came in and kind of replaced Serge Ibaka as their center there, and then played there with Russ for a few years. Right. So, but I think I think the Lakers, experience-wise, they have obviously LeBron James, probably the most experienced player in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you have Anthony Davis. They've, the Lakers are a good team. They're not incredible, but they're a good team. And the Grizzlies, you know, listen, they're they're a solid team. Jaw's a great player. They went on a little bit of a run when he came back. But I'll say this. The Grizzlies are better. The Grizzlies are better. But but it's happened before. You know, the Grizzlies are a very confident team. And sometimes, you know, as they say, pride cometh before the fall. Maybe they get a little confident in one game, give the Lakers a little bit of momentum. I definitely could see the Lakers coming with the series. I could see it. I'm not saying it will happen. I mean, the thing I look at, last time they played, Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out, you know? Um, and they, this was a rivalry that kind of they had the whole Shannon Sharp thing. They were screaming right. at each other and whatnot. Uh, There's a lot going on. But 
Jaron Jackson Jr. is your matchup for AD. He's going to be, he's a great paint defender, gets a lot of blocks, but he gets quite foul happy. And if this guy um, gets in foul trouble, you now have no answer. Um, and by the way, you know the refs are going to be looking for any excuse to put LeBron James through to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, let's just be honest here about that. They're not, you know what I'm saying, Connor? They're going to be looking for any excuse to do that. Um, let's look about the Pelicans and Thunder. So the Pelicans, they champs just said it today, Connor. Uh, Zion. A chance to get Steph Curry, LeBron in round two. NBA is going to want that. Right, but but as I was saying, uh, Pelicans Zion's not coming back. Expected. So where does that leave the Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Thunder? Because by the time if the Timberwolves end up losing to the Lakers, they will have Rudy Gobert back for that second game. Do you see the Pelicans without Zion Williamson? Who do you see coming out of those three teams? Okay, the Thunder have the talent to win every game. But this is your first experience for basically all of them. But Shea, who, who had that first year with CP3 um, and Dennis Schroeder, six men out there, and play that. And there was that the Lou Doyd got blocked to lose versus the Rockets, whatnot. Um, but like a lot of these guys, this is the youngest team in the league, by the way, youngest team ever, I think, in terms of average age. Um, and for them to be. Them to be in the playoff playing even then is incredible. Especially head of the Mavericks. Low experience, and you don't have it. I mean, you don't have that vet told the down to give me some experience. Your vet is Dario Saric. Like, it seems like Dario Saric is your vet, and everyone else is, is pretty young. Um, so, I, while I see this as an awesome team, they're fun. Shea is amazing. Um, Luke Doyle gives you some stuff. Josh Giddy can have crazy assist numbers, great passer. Uh, Jalen Williams has been awesome. Isaiah Joe's been a shooter. They got a lot. You know, it's a fun team. Um, and, and next year, you're getting a, a top three pick, basically, um, because because Chet Holmgren will be back and healthy, um, who have been out this entire season. Right. So, so you're you're not. You're not needing to wait. Like the, the Timberwolves, you just trade five freaking first-round picks. Um, plus Jared <laughs> Vanderbilt, plus Malik Beasley, plus... Uh, Everybody. Remember where you, you trade with a shit ton for Rudy Gobert. You, you decided your whole future is, is banking on Rudy Gobert being the guy to, to fit next to Cad and Ant. And where has that left you? The eighth seed in the play-in. And yeah, they've had a shit ton of injury issues. Cat's been out most of the year. They probably would be a solid five seed if they're healthy the full year. But now you're combusting on yourself. You got so many injuries, and you might turn up this year one. And the team hates each other too. Not to mention get into arguments. End up this first year, and it's like, hey, we're 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 not in the playoffs. What do we do? We can't trade Gobert. We're trapped. So okay, personally, personally, I think we're gonna get. A Thunder Timberwolves matchup in the second round for the play-in to play the Nuggets. And that, that could be fun, uh, I, and that could definitely be fun. I just think um, Brandon Ingram has been so good recently. That's true. I mean, he's he is a really good player, and I do think the Pelicans have talent. But it's just Jerry can have those games. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is solid. I love Jonas Valanciunas. Um, speaking of the guy that Stephen Adams was traded for, and that's Valanciunas, but. 
like, like, like they still have a decent team, and, and I just can't see. Okay, see, so yeah, Shea could go absolutely off and just drop forty and carry the Thunder to one play and win type thing. I just don't see it necessarily. I I, I think the Pels will, will walk away with this one. All right, so we get Pels, Timberwolves. You think the Pelicans probably win that one that too? Match. I don't know. It's a weird situation because you're having Gobert come back. Do you start him? How does that work? Is the same matchup you just had, but they were in rhythm down the stretch. Anthony Edwards and Anthony Edwards had an awful game. He shot it poorly. He had eight turnovers. He was horrible that game. And you came away with the win with guys getting injured, guys being sent home at halftime. It's hard for me to say this Pels team without Zion. I know this would be one of the greatest collapses I've ever seen to have like the best record in the West by December and then completely fall out of the playoffs. But I really think the Pelicans could do it. All right, then let's go Lakers and Timberwolves uh, to, to make it and play against Nuggets and Grizzlies. It's going to be interesting. Connor and I will be back later this week. We'll discuss, obviously. Yeah, after the play-in, we're going we're gonna to give you our predictions. We'll give you our actual predictions for the actual playoffs, which hasn't actually started yet. Um, go Celtics, as always. And uh, you know what? This year, Connor, I, I want two parades, right? I want Celtics to give me a parade. I want the Bruins to give me a parade. You know what? Give me a revolution parade. Give me a revolution parade. Give me a Red Sox. Give me a red. Give me a Red Sox five hundred. Give me a Red Sox five hundred season, and we'll be good. <laughs> all right, thank you all. <laughs> thank you all for listening, Connor. Thanks for hopping on today. We'll be back soon with more great sports content. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. We'll be back soon. Stay tuned, and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? of everyone on Golden State. Open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.